Hey there, I'm Terry, and I'm the intuitive healer for folks who have anxiety and want to access their soul evolution and intuition. There's more than meets the eye here as we chat and hang out in these episodes that have spiritual, esoteric, multidimensional, somatic, quantum techniques, tools, and tips to help you get unstuck and move you forward in your day-to-day life. So join me in discovering your path to help you clear anxiety of the past, align your energy to the present, and create your new future. Well, hello, 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 and how is your heart today? I hope it's wonderful. Welcome to a special episode of The Portal with Terry Huberman. I wanted to do something a little bit different, um, just to spice things up, not only for you guys, but for me as well, right? Um, So I am about to participate in a collaboration with a colleague of mine, her name is Tara. So you'll be able to learn more about her and you'll be able to hear our conversation. And it's just two spiritual empaths just chatting. I learned a lot from speaking with her and hopefully you'll learn a lot from speaking with her, but I didn't want to just do your normal, regular, typical interview. Um, it was cool to have a co-host. So I'm going to see if I can gather some more co-hosts so we can just play, right? Cause don't we all need that energetic frequency of play? So here we go. We're coming up and I want to introduce you to Tara. We are officially recording Tara. Thank you for all right. coming. Um, I was just explaining it to you, but now I'm just going to explain it to anybody who, who watches is that I wanted to add a little bit more play and fun and, you know, uh, make hopefully some silliness and authenticity and, you know, reality into some of the content um, that I do. So I I'm doing it. This is actually an experiment. You are the first person that I'm doing this with. And this will either be awesome or it'll suck. So it'll, you know, there's no in between. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's just really to share. It's to share energy, it's to share knowledge, to share wisdom, to share experience. Um, And so there's no actual agenda. It's just, we're just going to like talk, hang out, think of it as like, you know, spiritual empath girls night. <laughs> you know, so, there's there's plenty of people. Let's who get the are, energy flowing. Exactly, and there's plenty of people who just want to sort of like observe and watch. So, um, you know, I don't know. Oh, you know what we can do at least because we can let. You know, how about you? You introduce like I know you're Tara, but why don't you like tell people you're Tara? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hello, everyone out there. I am Tara or Tara. It's Tara. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's Tara, not Tara. Okay, so we. It's start okay. Off- I know who you're talking to. <laughs> Apologies, Tara. Tara. <laughs> okay. And I'm also known as I'm also known as the Odd Witch, and um, I call myself the Odd Witch not because I'm necessarily a witch or practice a Wicca or anything like that. Although I was raised doing that, but I think it's time to take that word back. Kind of like the C word. Yeah. You know what I mean? So many people are offended by it. So, and you know, eons ago when people called themselves witches, it wasn't themselves calling themselves witches. They were herbalists. They were midwives. They were energy workers, which is what we are. And that's why I call myself the odd witch. And I uh, focus mostly on astrology, but um, I do like to dabble a little bit with the sexual stuff. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Nice. I used to uh, teach uh, kink and BDSM, <laughs> but uh, now I do a lot of erotic astrology along with business astrology and stuff like that. And that's me. <laughs> but that actually makes sense because <clears throat> those frequencies are in alignment. Completely. Completely. It's kind of like tantric sex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Let's it. so, so, of course, like, I'm like, ooh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you want to know anything about erotic astrology, when you look at your chart, you should look at your, where your Mars and your Venus is. Okay. And then your Eris. 
I know that my Mars is in Leo. My Venus is in Capricorn. No, no, excuse me. Cancer, cancer. My Venus is in cancer. And then what else did you say? Eros. It's an asteroid. Most people don't look at. Yeah. I don't know. So just start with the Mars and Venus. Yeah. So like your, your Venus is in cancer. Mine also is too, which means you're probably really turned on. Like um, you like to cuddle a lot and like all the ooey gooey stuff. You like to touch your lover a lot. You know, they're very, uh, I I don't want to say central, but yeah, cuddly is the best word. And then your Mars is going to show you like your sexual desire. So you could even be attracted to what was your Mars in? Uh, Leo. Leo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you you actually probably in the bedroom love to play and you want your partner to play. Like you probably get a little turned on by playing games. You might have a lot of fantasies about that. Even if you don't actually do that, like that really gets you going. All that little playful stuff. Yeah. Maybe dirty talk probably turns you on a lot. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is that like, I laugh a lot. Like I am giggly, yeah. laughy. And it's funny because if you have a partner who's not like comfortable with that, it freaks them out. But it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just the way I operate, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, but uh, it has been a while anyway. So who knows what it would be like now? <laughs> Well, do you, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, like my, my Venus is in Virgo. Okay. So I, I actually literally, I walk into a Staples and I'm like, oh my God, I'm turned on (laughs) all the organizational stuff. Like (laughs) organization. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) This stuff is real. Like this stuff is real, you know? And, and, and the thing is, it's so complicated. I love when people are like, okay, well, what's your sign? And you say, oh, you know, I'm a Libra. And then they think they know everything about you. I'm not an astrologist, but I know that there's so many moving parts to like, just like in our human self, you know, like there's so many moving parts to it. So, so yeah, I could see why you would be doing it like with business and anti-eroticism. Well, you're always learning. You never learn everything about astrology ever. You never learn everything about it. Period. It's it's too much. And I noticed that like in my spiritual practice, because I think it's been like maybe two and a half, two, two and a half years where I started chronic healing and arhatic yoga. And it's the, it's really basically unionizing, if that's a word, uniting, (laughs) uniting Uniting the higher soul with like the entangled, like lower soul, the human part. And as I practice and as I study and learn, I don't know anything. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. the more I learn, the less I know. So I would think yeah. astrology is yeah. the same way, except with astrology, it's more structured. So you do actually know, right? It It, it is more structured and there's so many different variations of it too. You know what I mean? There's like the Vedic astrology. There's, yeah. you know, even the house system you use changes yeah. everything. Yeah. I try to stick with just one so I don't get too confused. <laughs> Which system do you use? If you, I use the uh, Placid. Oh, okay. A lot of people system, use that. System, and then uh, sometimes I switch to the whole house system. Yeah, it's the most common one. But I agree with you too about how you were saying that you can't just say one sign. You know, like one of my biggest pet pieces when you go on the internet and you'll read, um, uh, find out what kind of entrepreneur you are according to your sun sign. Well, you can't. That's dumb. <laughs> like, well, that's just a marketing technique, a marketing ploy. Yeah. Get somebody on your email list and, and it works though. So it works. It does. So general that you can't apply it to yourself personally, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's fun. You know, the thing is, is like, I don't know if you've noticed this and God, I get so like in and out back and forth with it for forth with it. My tongue. <laughs> Thank you. Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, like people are waking up in terms of like becoming more spiritual and thinking differently, like just shifting their perception. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't 
you know? So, um, when they start generalizing for, for people who have, I don't see, I don't want to make it sound elitist or anything by saying, oh, well, those who've woken up, because again, I still feel like as long as you're wearing an earth suit, you're always learning and always evolving. But, you know, I feel like people like us who are very empathetic towards people's needs, you know, need to sort of educate people on like, yeah, no general, you can't really generalize, you know? What, what's your take on, um, you know, cause it's kind of a buzzword now, empathic, everyone's yeah. an empath. Yeah. But what, what's your take on that word? Because I understand what people mean when they say that, but I also think sometimes it's overused. Totally. It's totally, it is a buzzword because now trauma healing is, you know, the thing to do, although technically we should have been doing that all along, but okay. (laughs) So really what it is, is this is my, this is how I look at it. And when I'm working with my clients, this is how I'm looking at it. Right. So we have our human life in this incarnation and things happen in this human life where we're taught how to behave and do things. And so for me, an empath is someone who is highly attuned and sensitive to energy because they were taught how to be from a very young age because of instability, insecurity, and uncertainty. So it's all, it, there are normally very loving and kind people out there. But I think an empath is something you can actually learn when you're feeling unsafe in the world. Does that make sense? I think that's the best definition I've ever heard of it. Hands down. Because that's what it means. You're sensitive to the the energies around you. Yeah. And I do believe that everyone can tap into that. Yeah. I mean, kind of like a reading, reading tarot cards. Right. Oh, everybody has this God given gift of an intuition, Mm -hmm. um, just based on how we're raised, what society is like, um, you know, generational experiences, we either learn to embrace it or shy away from it. And then sometimes because our higher soul is here to actually evolve. That's why they take, that's why it takes on a human. It actually needs the human. So there's an evolution that's happening to the higher soul and it kind of pushes and nudges the human into this space or place where it has to start using those gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. Now for, for you, did it, did this, was it always there for you? So, yes. Well, it's twofold. I kind of have two sides to it. One is that my on my mother's side of the family, it like psychism and foreshadowing, foretelling uh, runs on my mom's side of the family. However, I feel like I kind of fine tuned it because um, of I come from a Holocaust surviving family. So like on my mom's side of the family, they had to flee and run away from two countries to Mm -hmm. escape. So on my mom's side of the family, we had some family escape. They were in Poland and the only place that would take them at the time as like refugees kind of was Cuba. Oh, wow. (laughs) Right. And then Cuba, they had to leave Cuba. So there's survival mode, literally to the T it's like, you know, I have to get away. I have to do whatever I can to live. Right. So that's on my mom's side of the family. And on my dad's side of the family, they were in the Holocaust, lost family. I mean, horror stories, all the things they were finally liberated, thankfully. But, um, there's this, sense of always having to be on guard and anticipating what's the next move for physical safety. So every human 
I, and I really, I don't believe this. When, when someone says, I don't have any trauma, I think just being human is traumatizing. So I call BS on that, but I'll, to their face, I'll be like, Oh, oh yeah, that's nice. So the way <laughs> my coping skill, one of them, one of my, it's a big one coping mechanisms was to disassociate to God. Yeah. So that I makes went, sense. So I went to God when I was feeling, in, you know, insecure, uncertain. So I got really good at connecting to the divine as a way of being safe and secure. So I've been like this my entire life. But it's actually a survival. You've been aware of it too. Yeah. And it's a survival skill. Yeah. Right. Like most people don't, but see, that's why I really do feel that a lot of empaths, you know, there are constantly because of the amount of anxiety, they're always scanning, wanting to make sure that they're, that they're safe. So they have to tap into that energy field to anticipate for safety, for the body, for the human. Yeah. So that's my take. It it almost seems like, uh, it, it, it almost seems like, and I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, but the more trauma you have, the more tuned in you can be. Not that, not that they would be listening. Cause I think that's another part of it too. Like, yeah. like you could be tuned in to all the energies around you, but if you're not listening and paying attention to it, it's, yes, it's not going to do you any good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure. For sure. Which is why, like when I, when I work with my clients long period of times, not like the one-off psychic readings or the mediumship readings it's hard to teach somebody how to manage anxiety to receive that information so that's what I do is I help them deal with the anxiety so that they can listen and they can take that information and make a life yeah. for themselves. so it is a two I love how you actually that's a really great way of of saying it because it's a two-part system I guess it's it's one thing to be attuned and then it's yeah. another thing to listen yeah that's right. That's cool. What, what what would be the first thing that you would say to someone who wants to uh, listen better, I guess? Oof. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because there's not just one thing. Um, let me see if I can simplify this. I, I think, and this might be interesting because it might tie in with your eroticism, um, mm-hmm. astrology. I would tell them to start becoming aware of when they are in anxiety mode because anxiety mode is hyper, hyper over stimulation of masculine energy. Because what does masculine energy do? It protects. Yeah. So that is a brilliant way to put it. The masculine and feminine energy. I love that. Yeah. And that's that's what I meant about the Mars and the Venus. Mars is like your masculine energy and the Venus is is your feminine energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to say it. So that might be, you know, a way of saying it to some, like, I don't know if that's the first thing I would say. I mean, like I said, it's totally complicated. I think I would, God, this is such a great question. Maybe I would even say, you're making me think, which is great. Maybe I would even say like, (laughs) you have a superpower you can use but your experience distorts the truth of it. Ooh, that's good. I, um, years and years ago, I had a close friend of mine uh, pass away. Unfortunately, this isn't a sad story. Don't worry. (laughs) um, I had a, I had a psychic friend of mine come to me and she's like, listen, he is trying to get a message to you and he's not going to keep, but he's going to keep bugging you until you can hear this message. And it was like for weeks, this went on and on. He was keeping me up, waking me up, little tickles, little sounds, whatever, you know. And then finally I woke up out of a dead sleep and it was the most beautiful message. It was just listen, that's it. And in that moment, I understood what he meant. Not like listen to, but listen to everything. Listen to the universe, listen to, to the energy become, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to explain that to people, but I think the way that you just said it, like is it's perfect. Like when you talk about the masculine and the feminine, because once you just listen and start paying attention, you you will be able to tell if it's a masculine or feminine energy and you will be able to tell, you know, if it's affecting your body. You well, that's the, that's the first, to your body too. that's the first indicator 
that's the first indicator because the soul, this is where I can get kind of complicated, but the higher soul uses the body as a tool for its evolution. So the higher soul has this, wants to learn a lesson, let's say, whether it's from past lives or this life, it doesn't matter. It's got a lesson. So what it does is it takes on a human body that can create the scenario or the situation that the body can respond or react so that it does so it does something different. And in that process, the, the higher soul gets evolved. So anytime there's like what I'm I I I think where a lot of people in this spiritual community miss is that the human, the body is so important. Like you were saying in, in spirituality, in healing, in transformation, because we cannot bypass, we cannot run away from, we cannot escape from the earth suit because we're in this now moment, we're humans right? If we were Venusians, we wouldn't have an earth suit. We'd have a Venus, <laughs> right? So maybe the Venus right. suit operates differently. So if Ooh, you- I never thought of that. Right. I mean, th- you can't think of that. I can't think of that because we're human. So we're wearing an earth suit because we're bound by planet earth right now. Now, what what do you think about like um, animals? Do you they- know what I mean? Like- do- do you think your dog, I mean, I know dogs are very, very perceptive and they they pay very close attention to body language and stuff, but do you think that their souls are also kind of, I guess, going through the same thing, the same experience? I'm not sure. Well, that's their earth suit that they're wearing on planet earth. Yeah. Oh, right. that's so weird to think of. That I mean, that's, their, okay. that's what they're wearing. Yeah. You know, what kind of lesson do you think your dog is is learning? She's still young, (laughs) years old. I I think it's um, I don't know just yet. I don't I don't I think I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think I, I rescued her from the shelter at 10 months old a little over a year ago. And she was just you want to talk about anxiety, mama pajama. (laughs) <laughs> and now, you know, again, with the consistency and training and, and the trust, you know, she has more, she's calmer and she trusts me more. So maybe her lesson right now is just to trust that she's safe. Yeah. I have, um, I have an uh, bleh, an Australian Shepherd Border Collie mix, um, and those dogs are known for just being anxious in general. I know they're they're so high energy, but a lot of fun. But when you said that, it made me think like, well, maybe that's why he is that breed because he's supposed to learn like that it's okay to be alone sometimes. That right. you know what I mean? Maybe that's his lesson. Oh, that's fascinating. You're saying that because if we go into like what the each breed has their own characteristics mm-hmm. and they are like bred for certain things. So this is funny because she's a Shih Tzu. My dog's a Shih Tzu mix. She's like 54% Shih Tzu. And then there's like Pekingese miniature poodle. There's a little bit of pug. There's like, she's, you know, she's a, she's a mutt, but she's mostly Shih Tzu and Shih Tzus were bred to keep the feet of the emperors in Asia, like China, to keep their feet warm when they sleep oh at God. night. She sleeps by my feet. And they're 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 not bred to Isn't fight. Isn't that weird? They're not bred to fight. They're not bred to protect. They're bred to be like companion dogs so that's even interesting i love how you you went like isn't it interesting how they're different breeds because they can learn too i mean if we're talking about soul evolution of course how do we prove any of this we can't but if we're talking about soul evolution what you're saying makes complete sense i love that now i'm going to be looking at every dog breed i know <laughs> like oh like, hmm. I'm like, you're here. I'm like, you're what here. are they here for <laughs> Maybe she's just here to keep my feet. <laughs> Maybe. But, 
but it is, it is really interesting. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah. I love that. So are you seeing like, what there's so many things that are going on in the world right now. And there's so many, you know, like current events, are you seeing like, what's your take on the evolution of what's going on? Oh, I think it, it's, we're on the verge of a huge uh, spiritual awakening yeah. completely as, as a whole, you know, the whole dawn, uh, dawn of Aquarius. That oh, yeah. thing. And I, I think it's totally true. You know, when I was younger, I thought it was like, that's silly. Like even in my twenties, I was like, well, whatever, whatever. But the older I get and the more I pay attention, you know, just, just even having the buzzword empath tells you something and how, how often do you hear now a light worker and those things. And, you know, and maybe it's because I'm part of that community. So I, I pay attention to it more, but even on the news, you hear them talking about things like that now. So I think people are getting away from the whole organized religion and kind of going on like a spiritual quest with themselves, which is why I don't practice Wicca because to me, you're organizing it and now it's an organized religion. That's really interesting. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I say, do what you want to do. If, if you want to dance naked in the full moon, go ahead. Who cares? You know, but you don't have to do those things at certain times and be so, you know, regimented. And I think that's what a lot of people are figuring out. Like they can, yeah. whatever feels good to their soul yeah. is what they, what they should be searching for, what they should be doing. Yeah. When I, what, that's what, you know, it was interesting when I, I took like official formal training in psychic and mediumship. Um, I had to be validated publicly. I was tested the whole thing. And I, I am so grateful for the education that I got from it. Like so, so grateful. But one of the things I kept feeling was like, okay, there are these rules and ways you have to follow, follow, follow. But I felt like in order for me to be more accurate or for me, not even accurate, that's not a good word. For me to be more of service and help people, I had to kind of go rogue from yeah. the strategies and the lineups and the this and the that. And so when it came time for me to like be teaching people and helping them with their intuition, um, I pretty much like when I do tarot readings or if I do water readings or whatever kind of reading, I say I go rogue and I want yeah. to teach people how to go rogue because then you're actually, I don't think you're really using your intuition, are you? If you're following a structure and you're yep. being given a gift of connection to the divine, but you're not using it because you're following structure or rules, I don't, I don't feel like you're getting the full picture. I, I agree 100%. And I, of course, I love structure of some sort, well, yes. but I think those should be like guidelines, not guidelines. rules. Like yeah. when I teach people how to read tarot, when I yeah. teach people how to read tarot, the first thing I say is throw throw the book out. You don't you don't fucking need the book. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Because you're not actually reading cards; you're actually tapping into your intuition. That's what you're doing when you read so, tarot. So that ends up being the tool that or the gate that allows you that connection and yeah and yeah. i it's very interesting to see some people love that concept and some people don't like i've had mixed reactions because then they're like you're not yeah. you don't know what the meaning of the card is i'm like i don't need to know what the meaning of the card there's a guideline that i can draw out of but what i do is like i'm playing telephone with god and i'm like okay this is what they want yeah. No, this is what your team wants you to know. There's more information than just on this card. Now, do you find that I, I do anyhow, according to what deck I use, it changes. Oh, too, sure. Because each totally. deck feels different. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I have a theory that like when you're using a different deck, uh, sometimes it's like maybe you're tapping into like a little guide over here or maybe it's a little angel over here for this deck or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and that's the other thing is like, I'll get requests from people. Well, tell me who my guide is, and 
And I'm like, look, we have so many, I call them employees of God. I'm like, we have That's so great. many <laughs> and we're humans. So we can't even fathom, like we can't even imagine fathom, think of how many, but they know what their job is. Mm-hmm. So all we need to do is just tap into our team. I call them like the cosmic family and they know what their job is. We don't have to control or assign, you know, so you could have, cause we have masters, teachers, loved ones, spiritual helpers, holy angels, archangels, our higher soul. I mean, there's, how are we supposed to keep track of things? We're merely mortals. Let them do their job. They're supposed to keep track of us. They know what to do. So when you said, when you said God's employees in my head, I just pictured like a whole management team up yeah. above me and all around me. Like, yeah. They got their little clipboards, you know, they know what they're doing. You know, you got gatekeepers, like let them do, <laughs> you know, you have, you have like a, a spirit guide for your sense of humor. You have a spirit guide for your travel. You have a spirit guide for your finance. Like, you don't need to know if Jim or Bob or Sally Sue is like, <laughs> you don't need to do that because you know what I find. Tell me if you find this, I'll make a suggestion. All you got to do is just build a relationship with them. And people actually don't build the re- like they don't take the time out to build their relationship with them. So why do you even well, want I, your name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's true. It, it's just, like meeting a person you do you have to get to know them they have to get to know you better you know yeah literally building relationship it's yeah. just like building relationship with your partner you yeah. know Same exactly thing. exactly i love that employees of god yeah i <laughs> i mean that's the only way that i it makes any kind of sense to me you know and and i get it so you know being a human <laughs> um <laughs> we we do have to try and make as much sense as possible because we're physical and material, you know, and as an empath, we do have that ability to tap into non-physical, but the human brain wants to process that information in a sensory yes. <laughs> way but through sight, sound, smell, touch, and hearing. But, you know, it's like a Wi-Fi signal, like the brain doesn't process that. So we're not going to see it or smell it or taste it, you know, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's a really good way to put it. Well, I mean, you know, like an x-ray machine, we don't see the x-rays. I mean, we see the end result, but the actual like energy of the x-ray, we don't see it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just that the human brain can't process it. Yeah. And so we think it doesn't exist because it doesn't show up in any of our physical senses. But that's, that's why I like how you can use your, your body because in a sense it, it, like you said, it is showing up in your body. You know, how many times have people said like, Oh, I just had a gut feeling. Well, yeah, yeah it's because your gut was telling you something, you know? <laughs> exactly. And if you pay attention, if you pay attention to that, you'll notice it. Like, one of the things I um I tell people when I'm helping them tap into their intuition is like, okay, close your eyes, get still. Now tell yourself something that you know is true. Like my name is Tara. Pay attention to how you feel. Now say something you know isn't true. Pay attention to how it feels. You know, yeah. and th- that's also a good way to tell if someone's lying because you know you know how that feels. You're like, hmm, my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and and you you as the human get to deem it like you get to control yeah. not control the response but you get to control the delegation of what that response is so we can use our bodies as a pendulum oh yeah that's a good way to put it i mean that's what muscle testing is all about mm-hmm. you know I, you, I keep hearing my dogs howl. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, do you need to bring them over? No, no, they're fine. They're upstairs. They're howling. <laughs> That's what they're here for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you, lesson is this? <laughs> do you have a, like, what is your, do you have, well, first, do you have a spiritual practice and like, what is it? 
it well I, I definitely have a spiritual practice but it's it's for me it's a very personal thing i was raised um catholic and wiccan so i kind of had the best of both worlds so i i do still do things like you know i i pay attention to the moon cycles just because it's like a natural thing for me especially being a woman Duh, you should <laughs> it's, it's kind of you built know, into us <laughs> yeah but it, for me, a lot of it is just um, speaking to God and and listening and paying attention. And I love how the universe will just talk to you. Like one of my favorite things to do is turn on the radio and know that every single song you're hearing is the universe speaking to you. Yeah. Even if you don't realize it. But I so I just kind of go throughout my day just trying to listen to the universe. And I find that if I don't, like when I stop speaking to God and listening, my day doesn't go as well. Yeah. You know, so I, I wouldn't say it's like a, it's, I don't have a regimented spiritual practice, mm -hmm. but I am always listening, speaking, you know, just, just trying to follow my intuition. Do you, how about you? What do you do? So I, since I started, um, our, the Arhatic yoga, I do have a, a process that I do. I do what's called meditation twin hearts, which I highly, highly suggest to anybody. It's all over YouTube. Um, you can do that. And what that does is it starts to open up the heart into loving kindness. So maybe because, I should try that. You know, the thing is, is like, again, here's what I want to say. I am a spiritual empath and I have anxiety. And so as someone who can tap into outside frequencies and energies and then get triggered by it and then go with that amount of excess energy in the body, I have to balance it out. So too much masculine mm -hmm. energy um, doesn't allow you to receive, which is opening up the heart, which is allowing, which is to relax, right? So I have to work harder at that. And one of the meditations that I do in the, in this, it's not a religion. It's just like a practice, um, is practice loving kindness as a way of opening up my heart and what that, so that particular meditation, it also activates the crown chakra because the Taurus field, so the science part of it, is um, the way energy works even on planet Earth is through a Taurus field where the, the energy comes up and around and up and around and up. Mm -hmm. and, around. and so when you open the heart and you open the, the crown, you have that Taurus field and it helps with materialization and manifestation if that's a direction that you want to go in a lot of spiritual empaths who have anxiety merely just want calmness and peace in their life yeah. so that they can neutralize and then start creating otherwise the energy that you're using like you don't have it's like the the hygiene of the energy comes from the past right so it's kind of dirty energy from the past so if you can neutralize by opening the heart and then activating the crown, which is like the brain, then you send out the signal. So I start out with some sort of, usually it's meditation, twin hearts, which is a few other ones. Um, and then I'll do um, some inner purification, which is like, these are where I've made mistakes. <laughs> This is where <laughs> like self-reflection, this is where there's room for improvement. And then I, it's not easy. It's really hard to do, but practice forgiveness on the self so that I can move forward. Okay. Now that is something that I also do on a regular basis. I, I wouldn't, I don't normally do it daily, but I do try to at least once or twice a week, sit down and, and reflect on things like, where could I have done better? Okay, well, fine. Forgive myself. Let's move on. Yeah. And I have found that to be a game changer that, you know, just with just feeling better and then being able to pass along light to other people, you well, know, it helps me, I guess, clear everything out. 
Well, there's two things I think two things I think that's happening is you're cleaning out, you're clearing out, but then you're building compassion for other people because you're saying, I made a mistake. And you know, I'm doing the best that I can. I now have the knowledge and the awareness of the mistake. So when that situation or circumstance comes up again, I'm going to choose differently. And then you recognize it in yourself. You see it in other people and you're like, oh man, I I know what you're going through. So I feel like, you know, so I just, I go ahead and, and I do that. Um, and then I've been, So I just, I think I just pretty much go ahead and I do that. And I just like, you know, ask for divine guidance and and wisdom. And that's my, it usually takes about an hour to do all of that. So I do that once I, (laughs) I literally, I'll like wake up, I'll go to the bathroom. I'll take the dog to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I set up my laptop. I have, I, what I do have is um, I have a bowl of salt water to collect dirty energy Mm -hmm. because it emulates the ocean, which has so much salt. Those ions are actually cleaning and clear. So I'll have a bowl of salt water. I'll do that. Um, And I'll do the meditation, which flushes out negative energy and it opens up the heart and it opens up the the brain. Um, And then I'll do my, my practice and then I'm done. The whole thing takes about an hour. Today I did something different. If I'm really, if I'm like really like feeling stuck or I can't, I call it, there's something stuck in my vibrational craw. Like I'm, I, <laughs> I got something, I don't know what it is. It hasn't been brought to my awareness, but my body detects it. Right. Yeah. Then I'll start cleaning and clearing out some chakras and I'll start doing some actual energy work. So today I was working on my basic chakra, which is most people know it as like, well, it's the tailbone. Um, so, which has a lot to do with prosperity. It has a lot to do with movement and action moving forward and letting go. So I did that this morning. And then also, I like your idea of. Go ahead. Of, I'm sorry. I, I like your idea of having a, a a bowl of salt water. I never thought of that because um a lot of times I'll cleanse my house and that's what I use is you know the salt water. Yeah. But you know, literally like mop my floor kind of thing. But I'm gonna try that. Just taking a bowl with the salt water and let it just collect the negative energy. I oh, love girl. that. That's a great idea. Girl, if you want to level up, take a salt shower. So what's yeah. So I'll take like non-scented um like bath gel and I'll pour in a bunch mm-hmm. of salt and I mix it so it becomes a paste. And then I stand yeah. in the shower and I put it I wash my hair with it. I put it on all of the 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 chakras. I stand for about 2 minutes and I'm like I'm letting everything go anything that's dirty all this dirty energy I let it go and then I shower and wash it off and then I just feel so much lighter afterwards so I'm trying it then you can put in lavender oil I put in lavender I put in tea tree because those have different frequencies in it and it's like this is awesome so a salt shower is is I always um I always make moon water every full moon. So I think that's what I'm going to do with it next time. Cause a lot of times I'll make my coffee with it or just, you know, cleanse things, but yeah, I'm going to do that with it. So I'll make my moon water and then take a salt shower. <laughs> do you use specific moons to make the, the moon water or do you just every moon? Like every full moon, just every full moon. Full moon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a ritual that I do always. Yeah. Literally yeah. every full moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's part of your ritual. Absolutely. Um, yeah, a full moon, full moon water would be great for that salt shower. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. I'm trying it. You have me now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, because we have a full moon coming up in like what a day or two. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Do you make your moon water? Like- I don't. I should. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to. No, I don't. Okay, I'll do. I'm going to do it. 
I'll take a I'll take a salt shower this full moon and you do it too. And then we'll report back and see we can like, you know, like a little experiment. Yes. Let's do that. Yeah. I, I need to do that. <laughs> I think that is something I, you know, it's interesting. Like I kind of, I used to do a lot more spell work, sure. uh, but I got a, I don't want to say I got away from it. I, it just sort of like fell off because I realized through my education and through experimentation that I don't necessarily need all those things to still acute, to have the same result. And I know why, you know, all that spell work is yes. there for the, you know, the physical part of us that needs to have that. But, um, I've let, you know, I'm like, hmm, I should do this moon water thing. Like, <laughs> that that's, that's, that's really cool. I'm totally going to do that totally going to do that. Well, I, I'm glad that you said that about um, getting away from the spell work, because that's kind of what I meant about how, like, when I was talking about the whole spiritual awakening, you know, years and years ago, like, even when I was like a teenager, like wicked, being wicked was the big thing. And everybody would like, oh, I have a spell for this. I have a spell for that. Well, as I grew as a person and spiritually, I realized the same thing that you don't necessarily need you know, I don't know, I have new, whatever it is. <laughs> it's, it's just the symbolism to help you put your energy a certain place. Yeah, exactly. So same thing. That's why I say I don't really practice Wicca anymore because I, I'm setting intentions. I'm not doing spell work. That's what a prayer is. A prayer is setting an intention. Totally. It's the same thing. Totally. And then I think the other part to that, it's funny because as soon as you said that, like I started thinking, I started doing some, you know, earth work. I call it earth work where I started doing some trauma work and a lot of deep, deep inner reflection. And I started to realize that a lot of the times I was using the crystals or the pendulum or the Reiki or whatever to kind of bypass what was really going on where I needed to really get down to the deep, dark stuff. And, um, it wasn't actually serving me to do spell work because yeah. it, I, I was just pushing my crap just down deeper and deeper without dealing with it. I think, I think spell work is a good place for some people to start. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Without a doubt. Look, without a doubt. Like, you know, the crystals, of course they resonate in energy and stuff, but I think naturally, just as you grow spiritually and as a person you'll realize like okay that served me a purpose there but I don't need it kind of like training wheels on a bike yeah and you know once, you, once, once you figure out how to ride the bike yeah <laughs> and, and have you noticed that you end up losing or misplacing the crystals and then you find them again and they leave and then they come <laughs> oh but there's, yeah, no all intelligence. The there's no intelligence to any of this right <laughs> no <laughs> so funny so funny yeah yeah it sounds like we're on the same wavelength which is cool sometimes um I've been I don't know if you've been in situations with people who were cynics um mm -hmm. <laughs> which is basically somebody who's like not gonna see your perspective or point of view at all now a skeptic yeah. I feel like a skeptic is is better because they're they'll at least consider they'll at least listen to what you're saying yeah, yeah. and then they'll yeah. kind of mull around and they'll go that's interesting I want to know more or I want to learn more and then they'll you know deduct their own reasoning but a cynic no way like yeah, you just, just not budging <laughs> you know and I've been in many situations with that and um they just usually Go ahead. Usually if I, if I, if I run across the cynic, I just, you know, change the subject. Like it's because it drains my energy trying to like, like, oh, yeah. no, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not trying to oppose my opinion on them. I just, I want them to wake up too. <laughs> yes. And you don't need to be fighting to be right. And that's what it can no. being. And then, I mean, it just, there's, it's interesting you say that because there's, uh, you can generate good karma in that situation. 
were if you just switch the subject, because then you allow them to stay in their power, in their truth, in their alignment, even though it's different than yours. So you're not trying to change, control, manipulate, or anything like that, which karma always comes back. That's yeah. true. That's very true. That's <laughs> they might they Go might ahead. not be ready to to wake up. They might not be ready to listen. Right. You know, they have they have some other lessons to learn before they'll get there. And what's interesting is that is us practicing loving kindness. Yeah. By allowing them to have their own. And I, I think things would go a lot smoother these days if people just understood that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with everything going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, girl, did you, did you like this? Did you have fun? Or are you, is this something you would want to oh, do? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's nice just being able to talk about about this stuff with with someone who gets it first off yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and, for sure and yeah I, I would do this again I'd like to um I'd like to have you on my podcast yeah. maybe we could do like the same thing yeah. maybe after our, our uh, moon water experiment oh that'll give us something to talk about yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome I'm totally here for it totally here for it'll, it. it'll be the shower episode <laughs> Perfect for your erotic <laughs> astrology. Exactly. <laughs> your oh, girl. My Mario <laughs> was like all over it. <laughs> and my Venus in Cancer was like, oh, I love this salt bath. Yeah. <laughs> the salt shower. <laughs> okay. I do hate that. Like, so Sometimes, like, even though I love astrology, sometimes I hate the astro speak. I'm like, ah, oh, like, if I have to say this one more time. Like, I know, I know. But that goes back to, you know, the whole, it, it helps people become aware and start on a journey. I mean, it can be, fr the only, the, for me, I get frustrated when I can see and notice somebody bypassing, like, their yeah. experience. Um, then that's when I'm like, okay, Terry, you have to be patient. Just, just be patient. And, and in, in all honesty and transparency, I get all judgy McJudgy. We all do. We all do. But you know what? Think of it this way. Maybe, maybe you were supposed to meet the cynic in order for you to learn the lesson to practice patience more. For sure. Like without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things we humans are constantly battling is trying to control other people. Oh my God. You know what it reminds me of? Um, not even just like, you know, shitty people that you run into, you know, trying to control them, but like, think of when you're in a relationship and let's say your guy just keeps leaving socks around just all. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm so tired of picking up your socks. Well, you know what? That's who he is. So stop trying to control him and don't complain about it. And either leave him laying on the floor until he decides to pick him up or you can pick him up yourself, you know, because <laughs> you're just going to, and I see women do that all the time, driving themselves crazy, trying to control the, the men in their lives. Yeah. Over silly things. I'm not talking about big, important things. Yeah. You know, you have to set boundaries and all, Right. but you know, let, let them be who they're going to be. And, the problem, and that is a hard lesson. <laughs> it is hard because a lot of those little lessons add up and that's where resentment comes in. And I think resentment energy is like probably the worst kind of energy. Um, yeah. Because it, it sort of branches out in just so many areas and it's like you lose control because it's so all over the place, you know? Well, yeah. I think once you start becoming resentful, it, it, it compounds because, okay, you're resentful of the socks. Well, then, then you start noticing other things that didn't bother you before. And then it, it just grows and grows. Yeah. So and, and before you know it, you're resentful of even looking at the person. Yeah. So resentment really starts with us. If we, if you think about it, it's mm -hmm. not the other person. Yeah. I always tell people like when I, when I get 
when I'm working with people in terms of relationship, I always tell them humans piss off other humans. Like there's no way around it. So what you need to do is become clear on your needs and wants and what your relationship is going to be like, not the person or the partner, because the right person or the right partner is going to be also tuning in and tapping into and wanting the same relationship. So you got to go, you have to reverse engineer this and go from relationship to person instead of person to relationship. I always say being married is like, you just have to find the person that annoys you the least. <laughs> I've never been married. So that is, if I ever do get married, like, that is such a huge lesson. <laughs> I'm just going to have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who who can you be least annoyed with? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, Tara, now that I've pronounced your name correctly. I I butchered it. Um, No worries. I'll I'll call you Tyree. (laughs) Girl, I have been called worse. Okay. (laughs) I will respond to Tyree. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) That's awesome. So, um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about or talk about or share with anybody? We covered a lot. No, I can't right? think of anything. That's why I was like, just think of it as like girls' night, because like if we were just hanging out, we would be talking. I was. I gotta tell you, I was. I was a little. Yeah, I was a little nervous because I was like, what are we gonna talk about? But no, this went really smooth. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I went in with the intention. All right, Team Terry, like you do you, boo. This is gonna be <laughs> yeah. gonna go the way it's gonna go, and I even so. For me, one of the things, how I manage my anxiety is I have an alter ego. Here's a little secret about Terry. I have an alter ego of a mad scientist. And so I like to experiment. When I experiment, I detach from like the possibility of it being sucky. I mean, I'll go to sucky first before awesome. So I notice where I'm like, I'm just going to experiment and play and see what happens you know, and, and what's the, what's the reality and the truth, Tara, if this sucks so bad, it doesn't have to be posted. Am I right? That's true too. (laughs) I love, I love the alter ego thing. Maybe that's why I was thinking of doing the clown makeup. Maybe that's my alter ego. Oh, have your alter ego. Sure. I, I, it's not a multiple personality issue. (laughs) It's not what it is. is it Maybe. Dis- <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. But it disarms, you know, <laughs> frequencies. It disarms frequencies. So it's funny because I, I envision my mad scientist looking like Doc Brown from um, Back to the Future movies. So, you know. I love it. <laughs> so if, listen, if you're all your cool character, why not? Yeah, right? Um, and so if yours is a clown, <laughs> you can really go into that because what do clowns do? Clowns entertain people. They are engaged with people. They like to make people smile. Right. So, you know, yeah. you, you bring your alter ego with you. Like that can be an aspect of, of you that comes out. Right. I, so- I, uh, I read an article about uh, Beyonce and how she has like an alter ego. It's like Sasha Fierce or something like that. Yeah, and before yeah. she would go on stage, she would be like, no, I'm Sasha Fierce. So then yeah. she had the confidence and like, yeah, to go out and do it. Yeah. I like the mad scientist though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With control, he's great or she's great. Whoever. It feels more masculine in energy. Can <laughs> like, you can do it. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> it, it really does. It helps. Uh, it helps immensely. And, you, you know, it's it's a challenge to be a human, especially when you can tap into all those frequencies that the brain isn't processing. So it it just gives you a way to manage and to deal. So. So, yeah. So yeah. there you go. All right, Miss Tara, this has been fantastic. It's been great chatting with you. If you had a good time, we can do it again. It's been lots of fun. Yeah. Yes, I definitely um, had a good time. 
Thank you. Thank you for experimenting. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you for, for playing with me. Yeah. You know, um, so I hope. Thanks for getting me on camera. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Silly me. And I apologize to Tara and to you guys, but I felt like I just caught her off. I was like, okay, well, this seems to be coming to an end. So yeah. <laughs> so I just uh, want to just say a hearty thank you to Tara. I will leave her information in case you want to get to know her better or learn more about her. She's fantastic. And I want to thank you all for uh for watching or listening, however you're getting this, uh, this portal with Terry Huberman. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Stay connected, you beautiful spiritual empath you. And I'll see you on the flip side. Well, our time in this now moment together has ended, but another now moment is on its way. Thank you so much for joining me in this human journey and listening to this podcast, The Portal with Terry Huberman. I sure hope you're getting something out of it. I'm here to help you clear anxiety from the past, align your energy into the present, and help you create your future. My prayer for you is to find the peace and calmness in any given now moment so you can recognize when blessings are afoot and you get to choose your next adventure. Be curious and stay connected. You can always find me at terryhuberman.com. Bye now.